tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and my good friend and yours, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. You're my good friend, too. Hey, now. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everybody that came out to Tacoma. Thank you, everybody who came out to Spokane. Uh, 13 tickets, shy of a double sellout, which is uh, very impressive. Numbers keep getting better. T-shirts gone, though. T-shirts gone. Whoa. Working on some new T-shirts. Daddy's working hard. And I just want to say that I love you all so much. Like, when the show gets done and we uh, and there's a line... The line is so long, and I just want you to know that I, I will always wait to the end, and we'll meet every one of you, and I'd love to have an hour conversation with each one of you, but we'd be there for a week, <laughs> and so I love you all very much. I, I can't, you always say to me, you always say, hey, you changed my life. I, I'm so, so thankful. You guys saved me. Without you, I would probably be dead, and I, I never, ever take you guys for granted, so I want you to know that, and I try my hardest to uh, put on the best live shows, the best podcast with, with my good friends. And uh, it's a blessing to meet all you. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I look forward to meeting more of you on the road. So if you want to see me on the road, just go to samtriplee.com. I only have two dates up there. I have dates coming up. I have to put all these dates somewhere. But uh, this weekend, March 2nd, 3rd, 4th, uh, I am at the House of Comedy in the Mall of America with Tino Sanchez and ASAP Andrew Rafi, okay? And then at the end of the month, I'm doing Yuma at Crest Ultra Lounge uh, with a couple friends, and I also have uh, a private in Vegas. Uh, if you're looking for... Listen, listen there, we have seen so many of our friends get their YouTubes taken down. We talk about it in the show. It, I, if you want Sam Tripoli content, whether it's Tim Fall Hat, Conspiracy Social Club, Broken Sim, whatever it is, Cash Days, it's all on samtripoli.com. It's all on samtripoli.com. If you're looking for premium content, rockfin.com. I have three shows on there, four shows, zero, which is free now. Two, I'm doing two episodes of Tim Fall Hat every week, an AMA and then an interview. Then I also have Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Callen. All this for $15, plus everybody else on there. It's not just me. It's everybody else on there. Go to rockfin.com or go to samtribute.com. Click one of the links and join us on there. Uh, all my videos. I know, YouTube, can't find me. Guess what? Go to all my videos. They're all available at samtribute.com. If you're looking for, uh, uh, also, Cash Daddy says, if you're looking to invest, our, our Patreon is available right there. And then finally, all my free audios on there. You can click it, take it to uh, Apple, uh, and all the videos are down there. And then just check out our affiliates real quick. Go up real quick. Check out our affiliates. Uh, buy gold and silver. Uh, 
Aqua Cures, Hydrogen Brown Gas, and our, our good friends at Harley's. She said, I said, called her Haley. Harley Ray crystals and everything, plus T-shirts. New T-shirts are coming. We're just working on them. And everyone's asked me to get back on Cameo. I'm doing it. Anything else, guys? Nope. Thank you, Tacoma and Spokane. You guys were fucking great. Oh, yeah, great. especially yeah. Tacoma. New Broken <laughs> Sam's out. Uh, Brian Callen called in. Uh, <laughs> kind of, it, it was a coincidence that he called in during the recording, but he uh, had some big news for Sam. He's yeah. wa- waving the white flag on Sam uh, UFOs. Sam is winning. I got some ideas about uh, Project Bluebeam, too. You guys have a chart? On how many W's and how many no, L's you guys have been nothing right. but W's yeah. everywhere. <laughs> right? So, and thank you guys again for the second week in a row. I had three shows in the top 200, and they're climbing up. They're getting higher and higher. And so I'm so thankful. So, check out our Telegram. Just go to samtribly.com, screen up and down. If you want to see what my mind is like, just go to samtribly.com and you'll see all the chaos. And uh, we have a really, really great podcast with our boy, Kian Simone. Simone. There we go. Kian Simone. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. All right, let's get into it here, man. Very excited to have this gentleman on. He is, in fact, he works for, I believe it's Rebel News uh, up there in Canada, which I'm excited I'll be there very soon. Like I said, uh, yeah, he works for Rebel News. He's a filmmaker out of Alberta. Please welcome to the show. Let's see if I get it right. Kian Simone. Bam. Uh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Kian got to see uh, how the hot dogs are made. And uh, there's a lot of preparation in saying the guest name. We all work together <laughs> to make it happen. That's what we call a motherfucking teamwork. Okay. Uh, Kian, thank you so much for joining us. I know you'd hit me up a couple times, I think, on Twitter, and we finally made it happen, and I'm glad you are here. Uh, so real quick, before we get into it, uh, I want you to tell our guests a little bit about yourself, our listeners, excuse me, a little bit about yourself and where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a filmmaker up in Alberta. I kind of uh, made my name during the Trucker Convoy uh, February of last year. Um, I was actually on the show the day that uh, Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act, but I was uh, I was at the Coots border blockade where uh, the truckers blocked the border between Montana and Alberta, um, and then uh, since then I've just been making documentaries about civil liberties. Uh, more active on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me at Kian Simone Forty Four, I just uh, dropped a new documentary about what we're going to talk about today. You can uh, you can get the link there in my bio, and we'll include the link in the description below. Uh, Twitter is. For like you know, we're on a conspiracy podcast. You minute you uh, mention Elon Musk, we hear Antichrist, controlled opposition, all that stuff, and I completely understand that. Uh, I'm not against it in any way. I'm open minded to it all. Uh, but one thing I will tell you is that Twitter has a real opportunity to grab a giant share of the market by allowing things on a major website, a major platform that the other platforms won't do i am no i have to really pick and choose what clips i put on instagram and youtube legion of skanks just had their youtube taken down oh really yeah like demonetized or gone terrell gone wow the word they act the exact uh language was uh youtube nuked our our 
our web our our channel gap. Damn. So Man, uh, we're dealing with something different up here. Um, we just got a, a new law that just got passed. Bill, that it's basically a censorship bill. Um, the government can now control what happens on the internet and anywhere. I, 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 it's such an interesting time we're in because I feel like we're waking more than ever. We're waking up more than ever. But at the same time, there are things going on that I can't believe people are okay with. And the apparatus in which to stop these things are really no longer in effect. So, you know, we have, um, and I want to get into Canada, but we have this thing going on in Arizona with Katie Hobbs, which it looks like she's tr- taking straight up cartel money. We talked about this the other yeah. day. Straight up car- cartel money. And it looks like a ton of Arizona politicians are completely being paid off. So the people who should be dealing with corruption are now fully engaging in corruption. And the police who should be arresting these people, the court system should be trying these people, are not doing it all. And they're actually going after the wrong people. I I saw, uh, on, and and this is where I kind of want to get into what you're dealing with, uh, Kim, is that uh, I saw this, this march in England, I think it was, or the UK, and... It was a key, uh, anti all ages drag show, and the the LBGT community came out in mass that it stunned the 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 religious. They were stunned by how many people were there, and not only were they there, but they were yelling completely nasty shit and throwing objects at the other people. Well, in a just society, if you're throwing objects at other people, there should be some kind of yeah. somebody stepping up to arrest you. But it's not happening now. So actually the people who are there to enforce laws are now going after the people demanding that, that you know, common sense be protected. And that's what I kind of see going on in, in Canada right now. There's no common it's, sense uh, going on. It's just to build off what you just said there. Uh, I live in Calgary and they just uh, amended the anti-hate. Uh, bylaw, but they made it illegal to protest a uh, all ages drag show. You can actually get a fine for protesting a drag show. I, and that, I, it's I, it's a drag show specifically. Like it's about that because we just had one instance where people protested it, and there was like a huge commotion and kind of like a scuffle. So they changed the law so you can't even protest it anymore. So the question becomes: as, as police officers. Why are you enforcing this law? Why are you protecting the people who are trying to stand up for the children? Why is that happening? And I, I, I'm, it's just it's it's really allowing all this to fester due to the because. So let's say we're at this drag queen show in the UK where we're protesting this all age drag show, and somebody throws something to me. I walk up and clock them in the fucking face. Now I'm getting arrested, right? Like the people, these people are allowed to operate without consequence because they know the law so much. Like shit that happened to me at the comedy store. I was talking to the cops and the cops like, oh, these guys know the law perfectly. They know if you do this, this and this, you're going to get arrested and none's going to happen to them. So like our, our laws have gotten completely out of whack, right? And I, I feel like that's what's happening in Canada. I think that's exactly why we're here today, Sam. So let's get into your what's going on with you. 
February 22nd, we just had the one-year anniversary. Is it the one-year anniversary or two years? It was, uh, Feb- it was one year. It was February 14th was when uh, the one-year anniversary of the Invocation Emergencies Act. But January, February is the one-year anniversary of the Trucker Convoy. The Trucker Convoy. So give us a little recap of that. Yeah, so uh, we had the same, uh, every, like everybody had the vaccine mandates. Um, we had our, our nurses. We had a huge healthcare crisis because we lost a bunch of nurses for being unvaccinated, uh, police, firemen. And, you know, the protests were, um, I'm sure how they were in the States. It was like a weekly thing where people would just kind of get together and voice their opinions. Um, and it kind of, it built up to this, I, I don't even want to say anger. It was like desperation um, when it when it came to our truckers. And it, it happened to American truckers, too. Um, where truckers were basically treated like everybody else um, going cross-border. You had to be vaccinated to come cross-border or face a two-week quarantine. Well, if you're driving from Montana up to northern Alberta and then you're coming right back and that's your day, um, you can't do that anymore because you have to wait two weeks in Canada to be able to go back, which is just insane. So truckers... um, obviously fed up with that. They uh, gathered in the thousands to the tens of thousands and arguably into the hundreds of thousands uh, with supporters. And they went on a cross country convoy to Ottawa. Um, There was many spawns of protests that kind of grew out of that in other towns and and border crossings um, just out of support and, and just a grassroots bringing in of people who, who who were upset with the government. Um, And then on, February 14th, Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act. I'd say that's about a, re- a recap before we get into the good stuff today. Yes. So one of the things that I noticed about that, and this was a real discussion that I don't know if you want to talk about, but there was a discussion that a lot of the law enforcement may not have actually just been Canadians, that there was some uh, some outside like UN police officers disguised as Canadian uh, Canadian police officers to enforce laws. And that has been a big discussion in America is what happens when, when you lose law enforcement, who's going to enforce your, your authoritarian rule. And it has always been the discussion that it would be the UN and a lot of what they're talking about. The destabilization of America is going to be the belief that we're going to de defund the police officers so chaos breaks out so much and then see a demand for the UN to come in and have to install law and order. That is what believed to be the plan. Did you hear any stories of that? Any of the enforcement was being done by foreigners? I, ha- I haven't heard any of that um, at all. I, and it, and it's, it, it works out for me not hearing it, but it was just so believable that it was so, sorry, unbelievable because you had uh, police officers from Calgary from Saskatchewan. Uh, this, uh, Saskatchewan is a province. It's like a state in America. Uh, British Columbia, they were all flying to um, when the enforcement happened on the truckers. But when, so when, when, the, when people talk about like, oh, like how, how would Canadian uh, police officers do that to their own fellow citizens? Um, the majority of those police were from Quebec. And Quebec has uh, the most disgraceful police force. And they, they do Whoa. not care. They don't care. It's like they, they treat people like for like like as if they were like a foreign police that doesn't care about their own. Is there like a, right? a reason why? The, nobody. There was there wasn't enough police officers. Um, oh, sorry. The reason why they don't care. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, why, why, that, do, why are they known for that? Like, why yes. do they treat people so poorly? In your opinion, uh, 
I don't know how it, if I could you do a comparison with the states. Quebec is. Uh, we could actually talk about it later of uh, why um, about the Emergencies Act because they actually play a big. Uh, they have a big role in it. Uh, Quebec is. They tried to separate a bunch of times from Canada. Um, it's a predominantly French state. Like we're a bilingual country, but they're a, a French province. Sorry, they're a French province. It's like ninety-five percent of people who live there speak French. Um, so they don't really like mix in well with the rest of the country in their own eyes. Like they don't want to mix in well, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's like, it's super divisive. Um, it's upsetting. It's super divisive. And especially with Alberta, like they, we, we just have this 110 year history of just not liking each other. It's, it's upsetting. But I, I think that has like a big role in, in uh, the police and what they did in, in Ottawa. Well, it also has to do with that fits into the divide and conquer. If you have people fighting with each other, then you're not focusing on that you have like probably a small group of people causing all the chaos. So you get in a fight with each other, French versus, you know, English speaking. We have it here in America. Someplace you go in L.A., it's all Spanish. There's no English. I don't really have a problem with it. I love the Latino culture. I, I love what they bring. Um I think that there's people, and here we go with the bingo, but I do think they overestimated what Latins would do to this country. I think Latins are Marxists only in the fact that they have to fight the U.S. Go- uh, fight the U.S. government, U.S. intelligence, and their corporations. So they come here, they're way more conservative than Democrats thought. So it, it, it hasn't worked, but yes, this is more divide and conquer, and, I'm, and I've heard that forever about Quebec that they just hate it it's just so weird that it just and it's everywhere if we're watching these protests all over the world it is always police that are doing all the the thuggery yeah, they're they're doing the bid you know I when first when COVID first started I uh I kind of had a sense of relief I was like they're never gonna crack down like the police officers aren't gonna do that they're not going to knock on your door to you know to see if your grandma's there and she's not vaccinated they would never do that it's just a, it was a very rude awakening well i mean that's why they get like that's why they pick them out like have you have you ever heard anybody that's tried to be a cop that should be a cop and tell me they told me i was too overqualified yeah that i just that i could <laughs> yeah and, and then you hear other people were like why is he a fucking cop yeah because they dude, know that that guy's gonna follow the fucking rules and at the it's end of the psychological day. the yeah. operations in terms of finding not only people that will follow the rules but people who are like um, ver- borderline psychopath now that's not all cops again i have family members that are cops but the, it is uh, it's very unusual who who they let in and who they don't let in now this is not an anti-cop rant either because we've seen what happens when there is no law. Oh, yeah, we're I, not no, never defund the police. That's It's a it's a fine line. It's like a check and balance, but yeah. So let's get into some of the stuff you want to talk to on the February about the about what happened in Canada in the past year, the event and all that stuff. So, uh I guess I'd give a background on what the Emergencies Act is before we uh, set this up because it's it's really important when the emergencies act was invoked, like I said before, but I was on your show while it was happening. I didn't really even know what it was. I thought I did. Um, because what it, what it used to be was it was called the war measures act. And this was something that was brought in place in world war one when, uh, the, the government, the federal government basically needed, uh, to take all the power, to take the resources from all the provinces and to, uh, base it basically 
take all their money and their people and, and you know, ship it out to Europe for the war. But also it was to imprison uh, Germans and Ukrainians in Canada and put them in camps. Um, it was just to basically, uh, the War Measures Act was to, to remove everybody's rights so that the government could kind of make the decisions to uh, put the country in a better place in their own eyes. So that the War Measures Act was invoked two more times after World War One. It was invoked in World War II, um, where it was the exact same way that they treated, uh, it, but this time it was Japanese, not Ukrainian, it was Japanese and German um, people who they would put in internment camps. Um, they, it removed the rights of every single citizen. It, it was able, you were, they were able to bring in a bunch of taxes and stuff for it with it. Like it yep. just gives them all that power, right? Um, and uh, the third time was during the FLQ crisis. And the FLQ was a domestic terrorist group uh, based in Quebec, who wanted to separate from Canada, but they wanted to separate a little bit more than the other people. Um, it turned into like bombings, murders, kidnappings of like elected Jeez. officials. It's, it's cr- crazy nuts. It happened in the sixties. Um, and it was Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father who invoked the war measures act to deal with that. So the military came into Quebec to, or I think arrest, it was like 450 people who were uh, deemed as domestic terrorists. Um, and that was that was heavily, heavily contested, invoking the War Measures Act because of a, a domestic issue in one province. Um, you know, people in Alberta, let's say, or, or Ontario, um, who are just to the west of, of Quebec, they also had all of their rights stripped away for the uh, however long it was invoked for because they had an issue in Quebec. So in the 80s, um, Parliament, they amended the War Measures Act to kind of make it harder to invoke so that people like um, Justin Trudeau's father couldn't just invoke it whenever they wanted or whenever they felt scared or whenever they just didn't have the resources to deal with the situation. And that's when we donned uh, donned the Emergencies Act. And the Emergencies Act splits into a ton of different uh, subsections of what kind of quote-unquote emergency it could be. Um, And so... For the truckers, it was the uh, public order emergency. Public order meaning the, the order of the, the they could not c- contain the public, so they it's an emergency, right? But what a lot of people don't know is that the government tried to uh, invoke the Emergencies Act for COVID um, when COVID first started, and this is really important for um, going forward in the conversation and and even forward in just the history of what we now deem emergencies. The government did not meet a threshold. Sorry, COVID did not meet a threshold yep. ri- written in the act. So the government could not deem it an emergency. They could do it, you know, the, like they could do the state of emergency or the, you could, you can announce an emergency just so you can get extra funding, but it wasn't written in law as an emergency where they could strip your rights away and deal with it in their own way. Cause COVID had to, um, it, it needed to pose a threat to life, liberty, security of not just, uh, individual people or an individual province but the future of the country that that is what they would call an emergency is when it 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 is against national security it's a national security threat and that's where uh we can transition over into the truckers well i i i I, I, this is what i find really interesting about this because this is how they do it every time they basically used this terrorist organization out of uh, Quebec the same way America used 9-11. Well, actually, what started out, we're going to do an episode on it again with some of the guys uh, from a couple podcasts out there uh, that have been on my podcast, the 
uh, the Tower Gang guys and then um, Chris Graves. We're going to talk about o- OKC. And OKC was a was a big assault on American privacy, on our rights. And 9-11 cleaned up everything they couldn't get in the OKC bombing. And this is how they do it. They, they get you into a heightened state of anxiety and then in a state of... And they manifest... Here we go, bingo. We manifest, okay, uh, your desire to be saved, for them to save you. That's how they do it. And you hear them talking about it right now in these WEF uh, uh, meetings. They're talking about a, a, a shock to the system, which is what they talked about with 9-11, that they needed another Pearl Harbor to install this kind of international uh, foreign policy that they wanted to get America back into the lead. And that's they're, again, talking about it at the WEF, about shocking the system so, so dramatically and traumatically that we will bend over backwards and let them give, give away any and all needs. So uh, that's exactly what happened. So with COVID... It sounds like the exact same thing, and and that they, I think they thought COVID was going to be bigger. I thought it was going to hit. I think they thought the traumatic effects were going to be much crazier, and it didn't quite get to where they wanted to, even though it got pretty bad. But what they wanted was way worse, and now we're starting to see, you know that that they did a power grab right there, and that's what they did. They get you a heightened sense of anxiety, and it sounds like it was like. Canada has a big problem, just like the United States, and that our big cities are really the problems for these weak-minded thinkers, these lemmings who follow the rules because they all work in corporations where they can't be seen as a free thinker because free thinkers don't get promoted. Free thinkers rock the boat. And your bosses don't want people to rock the boat. They want yes men who will do whatever they're told, even if it's not in their best interest. Toronto sounds like I'm supposed to play Toronto soon. You know, I'm wondering when when the uh, Gestapo is going to show up and arrest me mid multi layered dick joke. Um, oh, dude! But it sounds like that's what's going on. That's what yeah. he did. Yeah, you have to let me know when your Toronto show is. By the way, I'll, I'm going to come to that. Um, yeah, I, uh, what, what you said before about the, uh, Justin Trudeau's father um, invoking the Emergencies Act, but the FLQ in, in Quebec being our 9-11, um, like I know what you're trying to uh, put the point there. I, I think that the invocation of the Emergencies Act to the truckers is actually that. Okay. Because this is, it, it set a new precedent for what you can deem an emergency. So written within the Emergencies Act, we have something called CSIS, which is uh, our in an American term, uh, it's kind of like our CIA, but for, for domestic issues. Okay. So that they do threat assessments for, um, extremists and, and just the, the whole spectrum. So of that, stuff. For America, that's FBI. Then CIA is, uh, for, uh, international, if I'm correct. Right. Johnny, is that Johnny's? Uh, yeah, right. You're right. So that would be so our we, FBI. We have, we, so we have the RCMP, which is our FBI. It's our police force. It's like the feds. So I don't, I don't really know what Maybe a CSIS NSA? would be to. At, yeah, that could be it. That's probably a better uh, way of putting it. Um, but they they have like a, a threshold of what they deem a national security threat. And that 
section of in, in their uh, written laws is written inside of the Emergencies Act. So the Emergencies Act cannot be invoked unless you meet the threshold of what CESA set out of what a national emergency would be or a national security threat. So like we're talking like China comes in with a bunch of planes and, and start dropping in parachutes. That's national security threat. You invoke the Emergencies Act to deal with it. Or uh, alternatively, there's a, a, a tsunami that hits Vancouver and wipes out half of the province of, of British Columbia. That's a national emergency. It may not be like a threat to national security, but you could also look at it that way that you can invoke it for that. But they invoked it on the truckers without meeting any threshold. So that is where we have that um, comparison, like you said, about how that's our 9-11, about how that is going to start setting that precedent of, of what the government can start doing to its people because they didn't meet a single threshold of what is written in the law. And that's just not like my opinion that I lived in Ottawa for six weeks when they did a, a public inquiry into this. And that's what we want, I, want, I wanted to get into today is that I listened to six weeks of every single person who went there, including ministers, including the Minister of Public Safety, including the Minister of Emergency Preparedness, including the Deputy Prime Minister and the Prime Minister himself. I saw it. I looked in his face when he saw it, that there was no, it did not meet the threshold to, not, to cease this act. Yeah. And they did it anyway. What, what was the reasoning for doing it? Who, who was in danger? What, <laughs> what do you was, mean? For putting the emergency act in. So uh, when I said before about how that uh, section two of the CSIS Act is written inside of the Emergencies Act, that it needs to meet a national security threat, and it is written of you know the, the specific words of, of what that means, um, they made up their own threshold because of how they felt. And I'm not just saying that to be you know, to bash on them. That's, that is literally what they did. They felt that it was an emergency so that they made their own threshold broke. They, it, I don't even know if that's breaking the law. It's just, it's dishonoring the, like the system that is set out. Right. It, 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 that, that is, I don't even know what to call that. They did it based all on feelings. They, it did not meet the law. So, so this gets into what I was talking about earlier. There, there are balance counterbalances. There are things set in in all laws to ensure that what 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 am I what am I looking at? What am I the word I'm trying to say? Where you there are things that are set in to make sure there's no abuse going. Checks on. and balances. Checks and balances. There we go, Johnny. Thank you. There are checks and balances to ensure that there is no abuse. The problem is. The checks and balances aren't getting balanced. They aren't getting checked, and they aren't getting balanced. The people so, whose job it is to stop it are not doing it. They are all bought and sold. And and what's really scary is now you're getting precedence in court, which is setting a precedent for future cases to be also basically ran like a banana court where the law is thrown out and feelings matter more than facts. So that's what the my documentary and what I'm, I'm here is about. It's about that, uh, the checks and balances, as like you would say, written inside of the act that whenever you invoke it, you have to have a public inquiry within 60 days after so that um, everybody can testify to uh, a commissioner or judge um, 
tell their case and then they will uh, get a council of lawyers, including the lawyers of all the people who are involved. So all parties, uh, protesters in this case, and then they would all get together and, and be able to say their case. And then the commissioner that would then uh, do a ruling on if it was justified or not. And I don't want to bury the lead here because uh, I want to get into all the juicy stuff. But um, it came back that Justin, that the commissioner said it was justified for Justin Trudeau to invoke the Emergencies Act. When I listened there, we all listened there. The country listened there for six weeks about how they did not meet the threshold and they legally cannot invoke the Emergencies Act. But a judge came back and said that he was completely fine for doing it. All right, so getting to the juicy, let's do I'm going to shut up and let you <laughs> tell, talk about what you've learned and what you saw. So uh, my documentary goes at uh, week by week of what I experienced there and, and the, the, the list of witnesses. There were 65 witnesses. So I, I grouped it into um, six chapters. And I'll get into the first one. The, the first one is... is it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's you, we, when I was there, we, everybody was laughing and we're all like, that's kind of when, uh, my colleagues and I, and then, um, some, some of the friends who I kept up with this, I was just like, it's, this is done. Like it's over. Justin Trudeau lost because the first week was, um, the Ottawa residents, not the protesters. It was the people who lived in Ottawa while they were, uh, quote unquote, the protesters were quote unquote occupying it with their horns. Um, the first two witnesses came to a, a hearing about national security, whether or not something met the threshold to national security. And they came to talk about how loud the horns were and how bad the diesel smelt. There, it got, it got so bad to a point where um, they started talking about how they can't sleep at night to this day because they hear horns in their head <laughs> and they call, they call it phantom honking. And it, it is it is the funniest thing that they came to a hearing about national security, and that is all they had. That is it. That's so it, dumb. So yeah, it is. It's, it's so sus, man. It's what it's so so. When, when I heard that, we we're like, okay, this is over, because uh, the lawyers who were um, representing the protesters who were in Ottawa um, were asking them questions about national security, and they had no idea what the hell was going on. All they could talk about was how loud the horns were. So it, it was like such a fantastic revelation to see that is so funny yeah so so again this yeah is, there you this go is everything. <laughs> Sorry to you no it's fine <laughs> this is again what we're getting into feelings people's feelings are hurt they're hurt over the facts and this group of people who are in power are using that to strip away people's rights again feelings over facts everything's about feelings Nothing's about facts. And we're allowing these courts. I mean, the Alex Jones trial is a great example of that. People's feelings were hurt, but what were the facts? And he wasn't even allowed to show to, and that case will most likely get thrown out at some point. But I mean, just the fact that Alex Jones's lawyer sent all this, inf all this evidence to to his prosecutor or it's crazy the, the the it's like brendan dassey's attorney you know it was just like gave him the <laughs> confession you know and had him like interrogated and get, i mean that's exactly what happened to alex jones and you should have it all thrown out you'd be like we can't get a fair trial but this blue hair crazy chick who's worried about the ukraine a, a judge just fucked him and <laughs> and that's what's going on here honking's mean i think i saw the interview with a 
She was an Asian chick, I think. And she yeah. Was, uh, yeah, she's like, honking bad, me no sleep. And I was like, okay, lady, we're fighting for your, your, your right to privacy and the right to not live in a communist country. And you're sleeping sad you know it's like so crazy hey real quick i want to tell you about our friend james mcmahon at copy my crypto let me tell you about copy my crypto listen so many people are making ridiculous money from crypto but did you know it's easy for you to do the same the copy my crypto membership site shows you the coins that youtuber james mcmahon personally holds and allows you to copy him it's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing you don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest you simply need to do what he does okay so let me tell you about james he runs crypto with james youtube channel which despite heavy censorship has over twenty six thousand subscribers good for him since march 2020 his he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put 100 bucks in each, it'd be worth 123,000, okay? Of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, went up 692 times from what he said. The one that one cause retired a number of people including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to his YouTube and verify this yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. You're not only, you'll not only find proof of everything I've said, but my, my listeners will get full access for just a dollar. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit the site now. So if you had those two, well, who, what else happened in the trial? She, uh, before I move on, she's suing the truckers for $400 million of damages. Whoa. I mean, listen. Because of honking. Because of... Cause of- Post-traumatic stress and, and whatever whatever that was broken, which was never broken. Because you can't prove a phantom honking. Yeah. Well, you know what's so funny is I know this has got to be a tactic where your lawyer's like, sue them for insane money. <laughs> so so just crazy money sounds okay. Like, I'm suing you for $400 million, but I'll take no, five mil. Oh, that happens. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take five mil. <laughs> But give me, I want 400, but because I like you, I'll take five mil. It's like, here's $6 gas, but maybe we'll give you $4. Oh, thank you for the $4 gas. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're so kind to me. That's what she's doing. It's unbelievable. Same thing with this Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, he just gets frivolous lawsuit after frivolous lawsuit. The guy that tried to shoot him is now shooting, now suing him. Wasn't wasn't he supposed to like sue Biden and stuff for calling him a? Yeah, who knows what's going on with that? Yeah. Cause... So she she's now suing for that. That's unbelievable. What else happened? Yeah. And so she has uh, beside her uh, council councilman and woman in Ottawa who also testified. Uh, I'll skip I'll, I'll skip over them, but a, no, a no, funny whatever part. We want we want here at all. <laughs> they uh they they weren't talking about uh, phantom honking. They were there to testify at the national security hearing about microaggressions. <laughs> they got there in front of the judge, in front of the country, and talked about how um, they they were hurt as a community 
because uh, people were go- walking around without masks and looking at people weird who were wearing masks. And they <laughs> literally deemed that as violence. And they testified that that was violence as a microaggression. And it, yeah, it was just insane. Um, but that, that's when we kind of started hearing from these local politicians and, and kind of getting a feel of, of what they were and, and what they were there for to, to do at this trial. Uh, we heard from the mayor who um, he, he took everything as like it was, it was just an entire political show for him, uh, calling them like uh, spawns of the, of the Republican Party because they're terrible, awful and, and hard to deal with. It was, it was just it was weird. He brought up um, about how the, the community was so hurt because the truckers brought in hot tubs and they said how it was unsafe of a protest and, and trying to call them terrorists and extremists because they had hot tubs at the protest on the street. But that, that is the kind of stuff that we were dealing with uh, and, and listening to at this, at this hearing. Um, but I wanted to move on to like the, I just want to say something of- about conservative <laughs> Canadians. The most conservative Canadian is a probably a uh, 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 um, uh, moderate liberal in America. I mean, 100%. it's just uh, yeah. it, the spectrum is completely different. Like a Clinton Democrat, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, dude, <laughs> well, I, we go to the mall there. They got adult bookstores and gun ranges. Like, it's like libertarianist shit in a socialist country, though. You know, it's like it's very interesting. So they're conservative. Like, when they're like, these conservative not, like, you got to understand, like, what they're really talking about. And it's just like... In America, you're totally right. It'd be like Bill Clinton Democrats. How crazy is that? So go on. It's true. It is true. Um, well, what we'll, we'll heard at the end of the first week, and uh, but just just kind of just just like setting it up so that we could get to uh, when Justin Trudeau and the ministers uh, testified. But what we heard in the first week was how the city of Ottawa. So this is not including any of the police service or uh, intelligence uh, apparatus, or the federal government, the city of Ottawa had to deal with the truckers for, the, for them to leave. And it, was, it wasn't to leave Ottawa, it was to leave the downtown core and to get out of the residential areas and kind of just go into a spot that the police are ready for. So they were getting prepped to leave, and the very last minute of this negotiation that I think that it probably took three weeks to do, the very last minute, uh, the police put up barricades so that the truckers couldn't leave. And nobody knew why the hell that happened. Nobody. Uh, that sounds like some January 6th shit right there. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So that we learn now that that was the, the federal government who stopped the deal. They, they, they stopped the truckers wow. from leaving. Yep. But that they had to deal with the city. It wasn't that they were like trying to leave because they were scared of something. Is that they had a, a democratic deal, a negotiation that took three weeks long to leave or just to, to move into a better spot that wasn't causing the, um, the inconvenience that they, that they did cause. See, this is where I, I, I start to go in. Was it Canadians that did this? And you're probably, it could possibly be the Quebec police that came in and did that because they hate regular Canadians. But this is where you get into like <laughs> regular Canadians, like the rest of the Canadians, you know, like, <laughs> didn't you say there's like a little war between them? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's between the West and the the uh, and Quebec. Yeah, it was, just, it was just funny the way you phrased it. <laughs> Regular, <laughs> everyday com- uh, uh, Canadians. Uh, but again, 
This is what they do in the United States. Sometimes they bring out outside provocateurs that aren't emotionally attached to the area to cause the chaos. Well, when you when you went back to uh, what you're talking about, psychological operations, the the media and uh, the politicians, the local politicians and the federal politicians in Ontario, which is where Ottawa is, um, they were fueling the fire so much that before the truckers got to Ottawa, they were already calling them Nazis. They were already saying that, you know, they were already spewing all the they call anti-vaccine far right, like everything that everybody's listening is so used to. Um, so, like, you can imagine people in Ottawa who may have been sympathetic with the cause who are now being told that Nazis are coming to occupy their city. And then when they do get there, there is no mainstream media coverage. There is only independent media coverage and live streams and, 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 and whatever uh, that, that people could, could, could watch. So you have the entire country who's looking at the mainstream media still being shown, quote-unquote, terrorists, quote-unquote, occupying the capital city. And then you put the call out for all these police around the country, like, hey, you want to come help your capital? Do you want to come clear the capital? When they've just been told that there's Nazis there for two weeks or three weeks, like, I, I feel like a, a good 80% of them are going to go. And, and are they really, to? it sounds bad, but they're really to blame to be angry if they're being told that, they're being spewed that kind of, well, propaganda. No, you're, I but mean, wouldn't like, they get? wouldn't they get there and notice that they are not Nazis? Like, as a cop, wouldn't you get them and be like, yo, this guy's not a Nazi? My like, God, uh, look at these Nazis playing hopscotch with children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, in the jacuzzi, with the hot tub. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's it, Well, it's like you can't really even blame Canadians. Obviously, this is a tool of authority all the time. This is how they do it. They, I mean, like, I have friends of mine who I consider to be some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And some of the nicest people. Some, of the, And here's another, some of the most regular people. In a in a in a uh, industry of crazies, these people are very regular people, and they think January six was like as, as on par 9/11. with nine eleven <laughs> and Pearl Harbor. That's what they really believe. Because and one person died. I, I think two or something like that. But there's not even on par I mean, with like that. There's a couple guys had heart attacks after, but I mean the whole thing is just ridiculous. And but they. I, you know, I, it's so funny because, you know, Canadians are so great. There was a, a woman who put out this really great, like, Instagram video. About, it was on TikTok, actually, about how, like, the the elites, the this parasite group is, like, they're in their death role right now. This is their death rattle because they're acting so crazy and so out of pocket and that they're just pure narcissists. And she's totally right. She's she's totally right. Well, she put out another video that said basically COVID was like a heat check to see who didn't have any any ability to think for themselves, who would just go along with it regardless of what the what, what the information was, and then they found out. And these are the people that think the trucker convoy is Nazis, that and that January six was a, a legitimate attempt to overthrow the U.S. government. Even though you have a grandma waving a flag right in the middle of it and uh, photo shoots and scripts and all that stuff. So, yeah, I can't. I, you're totally right. And those people, there are still people wearing masks today. 
And I guarantee you that some of these those people are police officers who still wear masks everywhere they go because they think the face diaper will save them from whatever uh, airborne bullshit that they're trying to stay away from. Are those people wearing them for forever? Like at this point, well, even the government's telling you, they're not telling you to wear it. So those people just stuck I mean, the on. The New York Times literally came out in an article said, all the data's in, masks don't work. They actually do more damage than good. And I've seen people at airports in Seattle, which is supposed to be the super smart area, right? <laughs> wearing two masks. Wearing two masks. What so it's forever? Do? So it's forever? So for the Imagine. First, time, first time ever I went to a Starbucks today and nobody had masks on. I couldn't believe it. Those, wow. those baristas have been wearing masks forever. The only th- I, I saw that one time in like Miami. That's the only st- and since the pandemic I've been to a place like that. It's like a coffee place. Because like when every time I go to Starbucks, there's always masked up. Masked in LA, up. in LA, you saw that. And it gets down to what we were talking about with uh, yeah, in LA all the time about it's it's a certain type of person that this that. You know, for what the people that we always thought were really smart, they're not. They're intelligent. And we're realizing that. And there's a big difference between smarts and intelligence. If you have that on your bingo card, hit it now. <laughs> but there's a real difference between them. You guys have psychologically fucked with me. I need you to know that. But <laughs> it, 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 is, it is for real because there's no way that you can be a smart person who has a real understanding of how the world works and in 2023 still be wearing a mask. It's impossible. Yeah. Your algorithm is lying to you. So if you yeah. still think January 6th is, the, is, is a terrorist attack, if you still think the convoy is full of Nazis, if you still think masks still work, and these are your narratives... And if you don't think COVID came from a lab, you're crazy. Like, they're admitting it, to the, like, now. Dude, I... Okay. Where where they isolate the virus? Well, I don't. You say you said that, but I I mean I have seen places where I don't believe them necessarily, but they say they've isolated the virus. I've seen studies that say they've well, isolated. And when you when you say, but that, I don't even know well, what that means. Really, yeah, okay, so. I'll tell you what it means. What it means is that you've isolated the virus, been able to pull it out of one host, put it in another host, and see that virus. Well, they. they I mean, I've read studies that say they have done that. Well. Okay. But I don't. But I don't. I mean, do we even believe them? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I mean, what's the point if they? I, I don't. I mean, I think that's the wrong way to say that. I. I just think we should say like we don't believe they've isolated the virus because they say they have. Yeah. I mean. Well, you know. I, what mean, I mean, unless all these people are lying. And what do you think about? What do you think about originally? I, this is always when the mask thing comes up. This always confuses me. Why do you think originally they told us that masks don't work, and then? Change their story to mask do work. Nonlinear warfare. Okay, that's interesting. I, I, I well, that's was, always I've always found that curious. That, wasn't it supposed to be for because they were running out of masks? Well, that's at one what point? they said. Yeah. yeah, if you believe that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think California spent a billion dollars on masks. And we never even got the mask. I remember early in the pandemic when they were saying that that mask didn't work. I saw a truck carrying mask drop boxes off it had like like they fell off the back of the truck on the highway and people were pulling over on the highway just grabbing them getting them as fast <laughs> as they could and i think maybe that's why it caused them saying that people were so doubtful of the government around that time that people it made people skeptical so then they changed the story to well, oh no, i mean i mean if you plant doubt and then you come back and be the voice of authority telling you that hey yeah. now you've created why would they lie war yeah between uh. people i mean dude i got an, Dude, this guy looked like a Nebraskan Cornhusker linebacker that wanted to fight with me 
in the Starbucks because my mask was here. Come on, man. Any He's mask that to, slides I mean, down dude, like that isn't doing anything anyway. Dude, dude, I mean, like, this is a big guy, and I thought he was going to have a heart attack how angry he was. And I was just like, today's the day we find out if Croft Magal works, bro. <laughs> this motherfucker's coming, dude. It's cuckoo. Like, it's crazy. I think I think it's given some people like a, a a reason to live, like a purpose. You know, you know, because so many people lack purpose. That's a real problem. Well, yeah, that's that another have... bingo thing on here. Is just like it gives rich kids a, a a windmill to fight. And again, if we go back to tr like Toronto, sounds like our Los Angeles, our 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 San Francisco, our 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 Chicago, our New York. These these quote unquote. Woke cities, which they are, where all these rich kids move because there's work, opportunity, there's fame, there's fortune, and there's just this real, like, sex in the city vibe that young people really love. Uh, there's a lot of attractive mates, a lot of opportunity, a lot of great nightlife. It's also and expensive. Well, well, then that that's also you got to get a good paying job, and you got to follow the rules, and you and you got to follow the rules. Those are the ones that pay well, and that's why you got bot bend over backwards pushing narratives that you and yours and that you don't really believe. And that's my biggest problem with L.A. and these com comedians. I talk to them all the time. They don't believe any of this shit, but they won't get near with a ten foot pole. Because they think cancel culture is real. Well, I mean, it is. You didn't see what happened. It's not to, real. Uh, no, but uh, the guy on SNL that just did it, uh, what's his Woody name? Woody Harrelson. Dude, they're calling him a uh, anti-vaxxer. He didn't say nothing. By he the way, I love shit. that all the Republicans and all the conservatives pushed him. When right in the middle of it, he's like, I'm a Marxist. They clipped that perfectly. That lets me know something's up. The way they clipped that clip where it makes you seem like he just went up there and started talking. No, that was way at the end, and it was 30 seconds. And it was a great monologue, by the way. If you listen to it, it's really fucking funny. And that's what they clipped. He talked about being a Marxist. He talked about all the stuff that would piss off conservatives. And it's that's Saturday Night Live's way of promoting Saturday Night Live. Do controversial shit, put it out, and fake an astroturf outrage. Somehow get us to talk about them. Yeah. But council culture is real in the sense that a, 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 a corporation will no longer work with. Oh you. yeah, yeah, it's not real. Like, but it's not like real Louis, in that like a Louis bunch CK, of. Don't need it. You can try to cancel him. Look at him. A bunch of blue-haired, purple-haired, pink-haired, fucking American ISIS, fucking can come and take it. That's not real. What they do is they astroturf. Well, they can cancel you if you play that in that field, if you play that game, if you're trying well, to move up. Ultimately, the network, corporation uh, does it, and that's why they do it so quickly before there's any kind of actual public discourse on whether it's real or not. Yeah. If you they agree do it to quickly because it makes it seem like this small group of beta cucks are fucking powerful. In reality, they ain't jack shit. And that's because everybody at a corporation is afraid for their jobs constantly, and they don't want to be the one that's that screwed the pooch. You know? to do with that, dude. I don't want to be anywhere near. Don't I want nothing you can take? You won't see me on it. I'm telling you right now, I have zero desire to work on anybody's project unless it's like a doc where I come up and I talk shit and I leave. Yeah, like I mean, I remember the last project you did the the the, the TV one. You weren't. You were. That's the last time I ever do it. You said. Oh yeah, I'm never doing any like. I did Sarah Tiana's NFL show because she's my friend, but that's it. I won't. I won't go on fucking anything where I got to sign a SAG thing. And no, dude, 
I'm not. But yeah, dude, that's what's going on in Canada. It's kind of crazy. So we we had we had the uh, mayor come up going, I'm I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> They're doing hot tops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. I, was, I wanted to just touch on one thing. You said my buddies are comedians out here in Alberta. They lock everybody's phones up at the start of the show. You ever heard of that? Do they do that down oh, there? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a big thing. It. Uh, they've been talking about why Austin comedy shows are so good is because everybody they're taking their phones. They have to yeah. pay attention. They can't record everything. And it, it, it causes problems because, like, if you go to, like, a Dave Chappelle show and it yeah. says the show starts at 7, it really doesn't start till about 8 because everyone has to put their phones into a fucking bag before they go in. It sucks that we live in a world where you can't just tell people, hey, lay off the phone during the show. You know what I mean? That's how powerful those things are. You can't do that. What, what you actually think? have to put them in a bag and, and get them away from your body. That's <laughs> how do you know, I'm filming it and going to put out that moment myself. I just want to get the fucking... <laughs> yeah. I just want to get the That's a good point. Wouldn't it be easier to for like a, de- a device that cancels Wi-Fi or internet connection instead yeah, of taking a phone? Yeah, but you can film on your phone. You don't need Wi-Fi to right. film. Yeah. I think those are illegal, too. Yeah, for civilians, I'm yeah. sure the government has a way to knock out EMFs and all. Oh, that you can shit. buy those things on the <laughs> on the dark web, the and just, you can be on a bus and just hit a button, and it kills everybody's phones on the oh, bus. Oh, now we know. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, but you know the reason they do that. I, be, I was talking to myself yesterday because I like to do that a lot, <laughs> and I was kind of thinking about who who's the most targeted. And you would be in this as well. It's 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 comedians, YouTubers, podcasters, and I would put overall content creators because the 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 the, the layout you have, the 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 doc you're putting out, all that is being done on your dime. Maybe Rebel News helped you out, but even if Rebel News didn't help you out, I'm sure you could go out there shoot it edit it and put out this insane like what Hibbler's doing like Hibbler puts out insane fucking docs that compete with the things you see on HBO and he's doing all on his own dime and that's what scares them is when you can create content without their banker money and that's who they're going after and after and, and political correctness and cancel culture is about silencing truth to power that's what it's all about We've had people be completely politically incorrect and say a lot of crazy shit, and they don't ever get censored. But the minute you start being known as the guy who takes truth to power or the woman that takes truth to power, you suddenly can't upload anything. You're shadow banned to, into the nether worlds, and nobody gets your content. Uh, that bill I was talking to you uh, brought up earlier in Canada that just got passed, it's called Bill C-11. Um, we have something called the CRTC, which uh, is like a arm of the federal government that basically uh, had control over all the radio waves back in the old days. So then after that, it was then TV. And then they never kind of caught up to the Internet until now. Um, so that's why, you know, like you can't put a, you can't just put a random commercial on the TV. Right. That needs to go through the CRTC. Um, but now it's to YouTube rumble instagram twitter facebook so the government all your content has to go through the government and then they create an algorithm based on what they say is uh they want it to be more quote-unquote canadian and more french so that it can be a more diverse 
uh, upload of content. But what that means is that any content that they don't like either gets put uh, lower on the algorithm or it just doesn't come up at all. So the Canadian government now has control over it. So what's going to start happening is you're going to be getting these people. And listen, man, I love everybody. I really do. But when you go through the TSA in America, you always get that one person that's kind of angry at life and really busting your balls, right? Yeah. I remember when we were, um, I was going through the TSA one day and the line was long. And, I, and at some point you're just like, why is this taking forever? And I just saw this fat blonde chick go, oh, really? And she just sat there and stared at me and did nothing on the line. That becomes power to someone who isn't used to having power. And when someone who isn't used to having power gets power, they tend not to know how to wield that power. And how with great power comes great responsibility. And they just want to scorch the earth, dude. They just want to scorch the earth and get back to everybody in high school that didn't fucking want to date <laughs> them, didn't want to hook up with them. Do want to get is that combined too with anytime you see people like multiple people a day they come across you kind of like like cattle you know what i mean they start to become animals to you you know what i mean they start to become inhumane yes. or uh, inhuman rather and you treat them inhumanely because because you know it's just a passing a fleeting sort of experience i, I you see that in a lot of service jobs people who aren't suited to them uh they kind of it brings out their worst qualities yeah so yeah, you got you have a future of just like these really Angry betas just flagging everything that moves. Yeah, that's it. For the for just especially if let's say you're really good, good looking, shredded, super hot chick or super good looking guy. I'm right here, Sam. Jesus. Yeah, let's say you're Johnny, <laughs> right, with a six pack, and you got some guy who just is angry at the world because genetically it's not working out. Bang! He's just hitting fucking sensors on all your stuff. Yeah. Think about how notable it is, though, when somebody's really nice in that job and like treats you like a human for the 15 seconds you're coming across them. That I, I always remember that. I always like I I have certain airports in my head right now. Like, oh man, they're pretty chill there. Are you know? like, I wonder if Bill's gonna be there again? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it's that's how uncommon it is because I remember almost every time somebody's half decent at that job. Yeah. So this bill's getting paid. Uh, that got passed. It's just, and, and what's the what's the overall feel? to these bills in Canada. That one was big. That that one, because it, it's not just about, um, let's say, right wing or, or uh, independent media who just, let's say, is just against uh, the overreach of government. Like, it's not just about them or us. It's about people who, um, let's say, make video game content. And they're, they're, they're uh, ripping Call of Duty and streaming Call of Duty, and they have like a few viral clips. Like, their if their content isn't Canadian enough, or isn't up to the standards of what the federal government is going to start uh, pumping their money into, um, their video game content isn't going to get shown to anybody. Like, it's it's to that point where young people are like, like what the. What is going on? What's Canadian um, enough? Like yeah, you what you wear, yeah. Are you are you in Call <laughs> yeah. of Duty in a hockey uniform? Yeah, that's running around with yeah. hockey stick. <laughs> that that's kind of what the the question is. Like, what the hell is what does that even mean? Right? They're it's weird. It's uh, no, they make I don't it even like, know no, how to explain it. They make it like that so they can do. pick whatever. They make it well, like I that know, so they can pick whatever. I know, like on a radio station in Canada, 
X number of the songs being played have to be from Canadian bands. They can't yeah. just be all American bands. If you go to like China, right, uh, in their basketball league, X number of players have to be Chinese. That way in MLS too, Major League Soccer. Yeah, and all sports. In Canada and, and yeah. North America. Or do they have to be X number of Americans? Americans, yeah. Because you're limited it, international players. Yeah, you can't just have international because then you're you're just come in there and whoop ass. Yeah, your national team's gonna suck ass, and then the World Cup is just you need to. I mean, it makes sense no, in a I weird way that. in sports. That, a lot of league, a lot of soccer leagues have that. Like England even has that. But mm -hmm. I don't understand how like a girl twerking on Instagram is gonna be Canadian enough. Like what? She got like a, a fucking maple leaf as a as a tramp stamp. Like how do you how do you do that? Well, I think that's just what they say, so that uh, when people like myself and the, the organization I work for, Rebel News, um, when we do something that it, it's it's anti-Canadian, I guess they could call it, and then just pff, bottom of the list. So obviously, you're you're in this same like community, and I am truthers. You love. You love your patriotic. You, I don't know what your relationship with God is. You can or cannot be. That's not my business. None of my business. But you know, we're probably in the same kind of boat and same field. But like your quote unquote normie fans, friends, what do they think of this when 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 you bring it up to them? So on Boxer Day or whatever <laughs> your Thanksgiving is. It's uh, it's funny. It, I'll little background i i probably listened to every single one of your shows so like i'm like in that group but when i'm working at rebel it's just like it's kind of more grounded into like the geopolitical um climate of what i do so when i talk about uh my work stuff my, my friends are just like they're kind of waking up to it more because it's it's easier to give them a red pill about the canadian government being bad because they can't afford lettuce right now so like they're more receptive to listening to uh what i have to say about what the government is doing um, beyond just like crazy things like inflation. Um, so when you start talking about like the censorship bill, uh, bill C-11, or even the invocation of the emergency act being um, used unjustified uh, to freeze bank accounts of Canadian citizens or to, for uh, when they did it, they, they were able to look into every Canadian's bank account, which a lot of people don't know about, which is scary. Um, yeah, my, my friends are, they're normally friends and normal people, normal people who I talk to are all waking up to that kind of stuff right now. Um, so it's good to see, but at the same time, it's not getting any better yet <laughs> up here at all. It's actually getting a lot darker, especially with the uh, the Emergencies Act stuff coming out now. That, it, it, so the big thing with this, it's crazy. I'm just totally going to jump ship right now, but it's, it's, a, it's a crazy point that uh, the report from the public inquiry that uh, the documentary is on that we, that, I, that we were talking about, uh, it was supposed to come out on February 23rd. And that's why, like, I messaged you on, like, the 15th. I was like, oh, if we could get this in, like, two weeks, it'd be crazy. We'd uh, I'd, I'd have all the information for you. They pushed it to the 18th for some reason. And it was, like, really weird um, because it's the federal government, or it's, like, the government kind of appointed judge. Like, the when does the government ever get things out early? Uh, it was so it, it was came out on a Friday morning. We heard about it Thursday night that it was going to come out at 12 o'clock on Friday. At 11 o'clock... On Friday, CSIS, so our uh, like NSA, FBI, um, uh, the news broke that CSIS found China meddling in our elections. They they met and it's confirmed. It's like it's a everybody here is talking about it. That like why is there not a new election? Because China literally paid money and meddled in our election in 2021. 
they waited for that news to come out so that they could just bury the emergencies act right behind it. Oh my god, you're totally right, bro. You're totally right. I mean, I would drive around parts of Canada. I remember I was in Calgary a couple years ago. And and everybody was like, fuck Trudeau. I'm like, oh, this guy's done. And he just keeps winning. And I go, how is this possible? Because the guy can't even walk the streets anymore and say whatever you want about Q, but that was its big thing. Like, they soon won't be able to walk the streets. And it doesn't seem like that is something that Trudeau can do. He doesn't seem like he can walk the streets. It doesn't seem like his... When does the leader of a state ever openly walk the streets? I mean, it's not something that happens. You know, you're not going to see Biden <laughs> strolling up Melrose. You know what I mean? That's just, yeah, but some ice cream. Uh, maybe, maybe you're right. I just think it's like, I don't know if you've seen the videos lately. It just seems like there's a lot more like vitriol towards him than I've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, Reagan got shot, so... Yeah, by his vice president. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he couldn't walk the streets either, is what I'm saying. Why? Yeah, but he literally got set up by his own person. Yeah, uh, okay. Right. I mean, it's I'm totally just saying, well, we've been there before, though. I mean, people have hated politicians for as long as there have been politicians, it seems like. This might sound like a dumb question, but China uh, is fucked their election to make Canada into China first or to, or to attack us from the inside, how you always say. Because uh, why are they so interested in Canada? To get their people in that will be favorable to China, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, we also have like the third largest oil reserve in the world, and our natural resources are just insane. If you took out, um, if you had Alberta, Saskatchewan, which are two provinces, um, and then just like a, a little bit of South Dakota and and uh, uh, Montana, you could have like the ninth biggest economy in the world. So you have every single uh, natural resource that you need. Um, Canada is extremely valuable, extremely valuable. Um, it's not the, the population, it's just the land. China loves American land too, but I mean, Canada, I guess it's just a little, little easier maybe for them well, to access. Like the more and more, like we've had people come on the show and they've talked about how there's a lot of propaganda against the Chinese that, uh, you know, all this social credit score, which was, uh, American intelligence invented, taken over there to be workshopped. But more and more, I'm seeing stuff about their oil problem and their population problem. I think China has a big problem coming up, and they're desperate to try to fix it, and that it's going to have to get really bad. They're going to have to do something dramatic, and this seems like part of that, to get a hold of the natural resources of Canada so that they can bring it up and bring it over there to China because they don't have any oil to make fertilizer with. Damn. Yeah, they have Russia, though. Well, yeah, maybe, I mean, like, and then Russia is also, like, there's some stuff going on with Russia as well. We'll see what happens. You know, China's now, like, you guys are going to negotiate peace. So it's, it's super interesting what's going on, right? It's it's like... Well, I saw a story this week that they, they want to have the military ready, you know, to invade Taiwan in, by 2027. There was this, That was a big story. It was everywhere. I, mean, I don't believe it. I, you know, I... I They're going to take Taiwan. Oh, you think so? And that, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. Taiwan. I don't think. I don't think we'd we'd let them. They're I don't think America is just gonna let. It. I don't. Well, the the the, the story, the the subtext of that story was that they had been kind of uh, dissuaded from going as aggressively toward Taiwan sooner because of what's going on in Ukraine. What do you What do you think about that? Like that's kind of worried them that that they thought kind of Russia would just 
head straight to Kiev, you know, it'd be over quickly. And and that has worried China. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. I, I think I think Ukraine is getting its dick kicked in and they're trying to make it seem like it's really bad for Russia. I think I, don't, I, see, I, I think don't I do. We're seeing more and more that they're like, dude, Ukraine is lost. They're not going to be able to do jack shit. This is a money laundering operation. I don't even think it's a real. I I, I don't think Ukraine's getting their dick kicked in. I just don't think anything's happening really. Well, you know, I I was podcasting this last night, and I said that Dana lectured me. I got lectured by my girlfriend. How dare you say that there's nothing happening in the Ukraine? People, I'm like, how do you know? Do you see it on your news? And this is what we're talking about. Well, that's but somebody made this point on Twitter. I can't remember who it was though. But how few isn't it striking? How few images we've seen of actual combat? You know, bodies. Uh, there's so few. They think about it. even Vietnam. It is a, a televised money war laundering operation. Wouldn't but you don't think this is great for China? That well, we're giving all our air force, all our all our weapons to Ukraine, and we're. Wouldn't this be a perfect time for China to invade Taiwan? We're over here busy giving Ukraine money. Bro, we're sending them like all of our like we're sending them our, our Ataris of you fucking so? weapons. Those you tanks, those Abrams tanks are legit. We're not sending them our fucking that, Xbox. He, he wants the good shit though, right? We're not oh, the, the tanks. The, if they send those Abrams tanks, those are legit machine war machines. I mean, yeah, we keep, that's and that's shit from our military. Up to this point, it's been all old junk. Yeah. It's been like yeah, it's been like some Audis from the nineteen eighty five, right? It's, it's, done. it's oh, crazy. Yeah. So, because I want to get into Trudeau and his cabinet, but is there anything else that stood out about this hearing that we haven't covered yet? Because I, I really want to get into Trudeau. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the uh, I'll do one thing about the third week, uh, which was like really uh, important, and I think it's more of an a, a por- important emotionally. Just turn my camera up. Um, you look great, buddy. Because. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Tamara Leach, so she's the organizer of the trucker convoy. Um, she was arrested <clears throat> for mischief. She had a mischief charge, and I don't I don't know if there's a, a crime for mischief in the states, um, but you don't you, you don't get arrested for it. Um, you know, worst case, if you're drunk, you get put in like the piss tank for a night, yeah, and then you're like you you're let go and you're just like, charged with mischief. Uh, she spent 50 days in jail, got denied bail. And um, has a gag order. She's not allowed to have social media. She's not allowed to speak bad about the government. She's not allowed to speak about truckers. She's not allowed to go into Ottawa. She's banned from Ottawa by law. I don't even know how what what that is. I don't even know how that's law. Um, but she got to speak for the first time because when because she was in court. Um, so I thought that was just really important and, and for, it, it's a good point to bring up for people who uh, paid attention to the convoy and, and may know who she's at, who she is. Cause if you guys don't, I, I guarantee a lot of your viewers do. Uh, she was, she was very important throughout the thing. Who, what did um, she say in the trial? what did she say when she finally got to talk? Yeah, it was, it was straight emotions, man. Like she, she was basically talking to Trudeau to the judge. She was talking about how, um, why she did what she did, why she gathered, uh, tens and thousands to hundreds to thousands of, of Canadians uh, together who are angry about vaccine mandates. She, she uh, was talking about how she heard so many stories of families who showed up to the convoy who had family members who killed themselves or who were going to kill themselves and then would actually finally get hope when the trucker convoy came through. Cause it, it literally was the most peaceful, most 
unifying uh, protest in the history of Canada. Like everybody was together and nobody had like any differences. It was, it was like the most beautiful thing. Um, so she was just basically talking about that. But uh, I, I thought I would just bring that up. So as a message of hope before we get to the kind of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so where are we at the exit of crazy shit, bro? We're, we're, we're getting off the highway to exit crazy shit. We were already there. Uh, 100%. And at the end of the day, it's like I know that this show is heavily monitored. I know that my social media, my phone is heavily monitored. I, 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 and to those who do do that, I only say, I love my country. Uh, I don't think American lives are more important. Than, I think humanity and, and, and life is important. That's why I, I'm pro-America, but I'm anti-military-industrial complex. I don't like anybody that brings pain and suffering to anybody. I want us to be a, a, a flourishing, uh, healthy uh, democracy in the sense of the idealistic sense where the people have say and the politicians do the work of the people. And I know we're way far away from that. But, I, I, you know, in terms of being a threat to anything, I just send love, dude. I'm all about love and putting out love to everybody. And that's what I want. And I think that's dangerous to them. I think the show is dangerous to people because we don't go on one side or the other. We, I don't fall for the right-left dynamic. I don't far, fall for the blue versus red, you know, R versus D, because I think at the highest levels they're all bought and sold. I don't trust any of these politicians. I think they're. I think we should always keep their feet to the fire, and that's why I do what I do. Not, you know, that's the whole reason behind this show. This show started as okay. I wanted to do a podcast. And I was interested in conspiracies. Then I started realizing how important the show was that was resonating with people and people wanted to learn what was going on. And, and then I discovered how much I hate getting lied to. I just hate being lied to. So I'm going to fucking throw it out there. And that's what it is, man. And so I understand what she's saying, that she loves her country. She loves her fellow man and woman and child, children. And she wanted to help. And these people have a depopulation you know, Molochian view of the world. What they did to her is, I'm sure, what they wish they could do to Alex Jones here. Well, what like, about the lady that gave money to the to the to the trucker convoy and they froze her bank accounts? Like that to me is how do you not wake up going, whoa, whoa, whoa? This has nothing to do with a virus anymore. Yeah. You're coming after my money now because Dude, I support. That's the crazy thing that comes next is is the bank account situation. Uh, I um, felt like you just roofied me right there for a second. <laughs> uh, the bank account situation got brought up um, during the during the the uh, hearings because even the people who were kind of like against the convoy, uh, the lawyers who were kind of battling against it, everybody agreed on the bank account thing about how terrible that was, how awful that was. Um, they. Christia Freeland, who's our deputy prime minister, um, board, board member of the World Economic Forum. She's the young George Soros. She's like George. <laughs> she's like the prodigy of him or whatever. Um, she is the one who made that decision to, to do it. She got, she got caught laughing about it, for one. But she was, uh, she was boasting that it was like it, it, that it worked, that it, it made some people leave. And that was because of how many people 
who's who's there as a husband, let's say, their wives at home could not buy groceries because all of their accounts were seized. And it wasn't just bank accounts. It was every single, like all your savings, all everything, your investments, your insurance, your car insurance, uh, your house insurance, your life oh. insurance, everything. They had they they were able to freeze, so people couldn't go get pick up their prescriptions. People, it, it's inhumane of what they did. But the crazy thing is that we know, so we know that that happened. That that we knew that that happened last year. It was nuts. It's sad, but it's the crazy thing is is, is how it happened or or who who made it happen. Uh, so Christia Freeland kind of put that through to the uh, the Ministry of Finance. Who, um, who then told the banks, or sorry, then told the RCMP, who is like our FBI, um, that, okay, we, we now have, like, you can seize a bank account if you're a cop, but that's allowed. You can Wait, do that. It's, it, ha- it has happened. But freezing. Under what pretense? Uh, seizing a bank account if uh, you're caught laundering money or uh, you're a big-time drug dealer, let's say, and you have $2 million in your bank account for cocaine. Like you can seize the bank account until they get out of jail, kind of thing, and see like whatever money it is. Yeah, in America, that, a lot of the terrorism yeah, laws too allowed for that. Uh, like yeah. you know, people, there were a lot of new laws that allowed for freezing funds because they said that money was being diverted to terrorism. You know, so there was a lot of new legislation. Now uh, was after there 9/11. there a movement to crypto because of this? I saw a lot of people talking because the government was like, "Hey, man, we need to get a hold of this," and they're like. We don't run the key. We don't hold people's keys. We can't do anything to do. Is that does that have anything? Frozen, seized and frozen. Wow. All crypto. How though? Um, How do you? I thought I thought the keys. I thought Canada, that Canada controls it, man. They 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 had they had a way. Uh, they had their way. But the, the just to finish the point off of, of of when the RCMP got that information of that they were now allowed to um, freeze bank accounts, they kind of just handed it to the banks. So our, our TD or Scotiabank or whatever it is, they handed it to the banks and said, okay, we're starting to freeze bank accounts, do this. The banks came back and said, uh, we don't know whose bank account to freeze. Like it, you can't just tell us to freeze bank accounts, right? So this is what the RCMP did or our FBI. They went to CTV, which is uh, news. It's, it's like our uh, MSNBC. It's kind of our version of that. The smaller than CNN, which is our CBC. They went to CTV Who's who in the Freedom Convoy? CTV had a big expose of names, uh, where they work, who they work, which is one already wrong. Two, yeah. that's where the that's where the RCMP got the names of who to freeze. That was their investigation of whose bank account to freeze. So if the CTV got something wrong, which they usually do, and they don't usually retract it, if they had something wrong there and, and put uh, some random person's name on that list, their bank account was now frozen. That's the investigation that they did to freeze bank accounts. That's fucking yeah. Imagine if they did that here. Uh, they do. They've frozen people's bank accounts. They've seized their. No, thing. I said arrest people over what fucking CNBC said or or what Fox News fucking reported on. I mean, well, That's dude, we have Julian Assange is in jail right now for years because of the U.S. government. And again, this gets like my country versus my government. They're two different things. My government is being ran by, get the, here's on your bingo card, Malakians, guy. Okay. What happens when they get bingo? Are we going to go over, what, what, uh, what do they get when they get bingo? Yeah, is there- yeah, yeah. No, okay, don't even get me started. <laughs> but I'm really into like what, what Trudeau is. So 
So the whole movement against the 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 trucker convoy was that they were a bunch of Nazis. It later came out through some really good internet sleuths that the guy with the Nazi flags and all that stuff seemed to just happen to be hanging out with Trudeau's photographer. Yes, that's a really muddy situation. It's really muddy. I came up a few times during the uh, uh, in in the hearings. Um, it didn't it didn't uh, come to fruition very well. Like I, it wasn't delivered uh, in like the proper ways. Like so, they they tried to talk about who the guy with the Nazi flag is. Um, I think they got it wrong. But but yeah, it, it is weird of who like just the day that he was there. So this this is what's weird. On the on January twenty seventh, uh, the chief of staff to the minister of uh, emergency preparedness got an email from the minister of public safety, chief of staff, with a list of talking points of um, what to say about the trucker convoy. Which like it would make sense, right? Like they, they would they would talk to each other about talking points of how to talk uh, to the cameras and stuff like that. But the truckers didn't even get there yet, so they had the narrative of the truckers before they even got there about how they're holding the Nazi flags, how they're holding all this, like they're, they're, uh, they're racist, misogynist and you know, whatever. But like, so it's weird that the guy with the Confederate flags and stuff like that was like there afterwards when they were already talking about hatred and vitriol before, um, in emails that we now have, like that are now open. Um, but what was weird about the Nazi flag and the, and the, uh, it was, a what's the other flag? Confederate flag. Which is which is weird because we're in Canada. Yeah, that's um, so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so just weird. Like weird. I get having one as like memorabilia in your garage or whatever. Like it's just like an antique, but like in Canada, like it's just not something that you wave around, even if. Don't you tread are, on like, me, man. Like it's just not. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, what is that? What is that? Why do you have a Confederate flag in a Canadian protest? Like. I mean, that to me is like, oh, dude, you're obviously. Oh, it's control- got the trucker too. There, right? It's so <laughs> sus, and he's wearing a mask. They're both wearing masks. Dude, the Nazi flag and the Confederate flag. They're wearing masks and they're just walking around. Like, dude, I actually, I don't think that they're like as big in the story as it, uh, they. The they blew this up so much. Well, the reason that, I- uh, oh, on, yeah, sorry, that's the on. flag. I I met the guy who had that flag, and he's yeah, dude, it's weird. I don't know why. I don't know why. Do you think he was? Um, like a provocative, no, like sent in there by like, yeah. You think that he was maybe that trying to fuck shit up? The, the not, I, I would say that if the Nazi flag, the Nazi guys have planned hundred percent. The Confederate flags, I think it's, I think those are like the weird bad eggs in the protest. You know, well, every I mean, protest like, kind of just has here, the bad egg. Here's where it gets weird. Okay, that's so, a weird flag. Well, yeah, I mean, the not well, the <laughs> Nazi symbol is the Hindu symbol of peace. What they do is they flip everything. So, so they take something that was seen for most of humanity as a, a symbol of peace and they make it a symbol of hate. And you wonder, like, okay, why are they doing that? Does that symbol represent something that we should be better understanding of it? And now every time we see it, we look at it like it's hate when maybe we should understand that a lot of people used to see it as a symbol of love. And so we got... so. So when I start hearing these terms, anti-Semitic, uh, misogynist, racist, I, I like, I, it's like really weird. It's really weird because have you met a lot of misogynists? 
Have you met a lot of like like racist? Have you met a lot of a lot anti-Semitic? Have you met a lot of them? Most of them you meet, they're on the internet. Yeah. Right? They're internet people from somewhere else that got retweeted. Internet and family reunions for me. Right? Okay. It's either <laughs> it's either internet or Johnny's family. That's it. Okay. Distant, Are there people that blame family. the Jews? Of course. Are there people who bitch about chicks? Of course. But then when women bitch about men, why is that acceptable? I'm trying to watch it because I've been doing a lot of bitching lately, and I don't want our female listeners to think that I don't love them oh, so much. Because I do love them. But these buzzwords, it, they're used to taint your view of, of something for a reason. Poison pill, right? Yeah. The poison, right? So poison when we got Nazis everywhere, this, what's her name? Freeland? Is that her name? Yeah, Christian Freeland, whose grandfather is a Nazi. Like, what are we talking about here? There are pictures of your grandpa as a Nazi. <laughs> what are we talking about here? And I've always said this, man. I've always said this. I don't think someone should pay for the sins of thy father unless they get into the family business. And once you're in the family business, then you're open to criticism of what your relatives did. And what she did is some straight up fucking not national socialist bullshit. She did grandpa's bidding. And then my favorite video... And, like, it was really shocking to me. Did you guys see Trudeau celebrating the Ukraine? Like, this is a guy. Is he yelling at the guy? <laughs> this is a guy what was he doing? that was complaining about Nazis in Canada while sending money to Nazis in the Ukraine. And Jimmy, Jimmy Dore tried to make this jokey. It didn't come out quite the way he wanted it, but I understood what he was trying to say. And he's a great comic. I mean... He's 10 times the speaker I am, so that's not... But I totally got what he's trying to say there. It's like you hate Nazis here, but you love fu funding Nazis over there. Like you're worried about the state of Nazis over there, why hungry Nazis can't afford a fucking uh, uh, eggs over here. I got what he was trying to say. But well, yeah, how many that, and how many our country has a long and proud history of doing that exact thing? I mean, one hundred. Think about all the 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 armed rebels we've supported who ended up being antithetical to everything our country believes in the end. One hundred percent. So this narrative of there's a bunch of Nazis there. I don't know why people still fall for this. I don't know why. I mean, like you remember there was a time where Nazis were everywhere. You were looking under your bed because you thought there was a Nazi under there. And now, and communists too. But yeah, he demonized Nazis while fully throwing a, a giant rally, or I don't even know if it was big. Was it that big for the Ukraine? The rally? Yeah, that he recently I, I got Buddha. I didn't see the crowd. Um, I just saw the clip of him talking. I'm I'm just getting the tweet now to send to Johnny. I, you guys have to listen to the clip, man. It is uh, it is like the funniest thing. Someone yells out while he's talking about Ukraine, calling him a dictator. Well, my favorite thing is someone put a Nazi flag behind him and a Hitler mustache, and it looks so funny. Him like so angry, but the most shocking about can we can we see that video? Okay, we'll watch it. But here's uh, uh, can you look up uh, Trudeau? Okay, uh, let's see Justin. There we go, Trudeau. 
And then uh, you want a, a uh, Nazi? Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, here it is. Yeah, let's listen to this. Happy to be surrounded by so many great liberal members of Parliament standing with Ukraine. A year ago today, Ukrainians woke up to the horror of war in their... Hey, sir, I think Ukrainians can tell you a little bit about freedom and liberty, so why don't you Stop. By the way, <laughs> that's the worst heckle deal with I've ever heard in my life. It was stupid. And it's really sad that the guy crying about Nazis are, is now funding Nazis. What really makes me sad about this clip is that they let two guys, it sounds like two guys, yelling, fuck you, Trudeau. And based on the fact that he heard it, it makes me think it wasn't even that big of a rally. Oh, yeah, because they would yeah. have been shouted down if it was any kind of sizable rally right. uh, that agreed with Trudeau anyway. You would have heard people going, boo, Yeah, boo. right, right. Yeah. So it makes me think this is a small rally. I could be wrong. Shot in a way to make it seem like a big rally to give the effect that, that people still like Trudeau. But the fact that only two guys are doing that and no one else is joining in. It reminds me of like the the Biden when Biden won the presidency and they didn't show like how the whole view because there was no one yeah, there. It just was like, like this, just like this. Why are you not showing the it's rally? It's like WNBA games, right? You <laughs> know. You want to finish it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a high school football game. Is what it sounds like. Stop, stop. Why is there a Ukrainian Canadian Congress? What does that even mean? Remember when they said the World Jewish Congress? What is that? What does that even mean? Why does that have any power? Who knows, man? We, I mean, you know. Is there a big Ukrainian population yeah. in Canada? Oh, is that what yeah, this huge, is? Huge, huge. You want to finish it? Yeah. It is incredible to see and to know that vigils are like this are being held in towns, cities across Canada. This is a night to yeah, celebrate go, Ukraine. Fuck you. Fucking suck. We are all still standing. We are all still standing. What is the Canadians feeling about the Ukraine? As you drive around, you see a lot of uh, Ukrainian flags. I mean, I think it's the same sentiment of just like anti-war, but but then still caught up in the whole like, you know, send all the money to Ukraine. Nobody's, everybody's kind of still. It's the same as America. I would I would say. It's like unbelievable. Imagine someone yelling "fuck Trump" at a Trump rally. How long is that going to last? I mean, it's happened. Well, we, yeah, how long I mean, does it last? But he, he's much better at dealing with it. Well, his 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 crowds are also much better at dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, they thump <laughs> these guys out. We've seen it. It's the best. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, didn't Sasha Baron Cohen nearly get his ass beat? Which I wouldn't brother? mind. I don't no. like that guy. He started out so cool. Now he's just such a piece. He's of just shit. super, super, super progressive. Like way, way on the left. <laughs> right, right. Super progressive. Radical. Radical. Anti 
anti-American, pro-Israel, totally cool how Israel treats Palestinians. It's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable. It's the ultimate blind spot. Yeah, it's the ultimate blind spot. It's so ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous, man. It's nuts, man. I just can't believe that. Like people aren't fed up with Trudeau. Like, and you know, when the whole thing was going on, you know, I'd have Matt Belair on, and we'd he'd talk about how how amazing America is because our states have so much power. Like in Canada, you couldn't run to different places. It was the same everywhere. Now, now we have providences. It sounds like pushing back against the Trudeau government, saying yeah. we're not going to do your ESG bullshit. What are your th- or excuse me, your digital ID bullshit? What what's going on with that? So that's that's Alberta, uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan. Uh, they're the two uh, middle provinces, like more, more to the west. So we're above Montana and above North South Dakota or North Dakota. Sorry, um, and yeah, we we're like it's like the Florida and the Texas of Canada. If that makes sense, like at least culturally as well. Um, this is where I ran to. I'm. Uh, Usually from I'm normally from Toronto, but I, I ran out here during COVID, and yeah, we just uh, voted in um, a new premier. Her name is Danielle Smith. Uh, she's really independence minded, uh, like she's not uh, pro separation of Alberta, but she's pro like get Ottawa out of our dealings. It's kind of like uh, if Washington D.C. was able to uh, tell um, Austin, Texas, exactly what to do to the T. That's what Ottawa does to the rest of Canada. So we, now in Alberta, like we have the I do pro, uh, premier who's which is our governor, um, who's basically just like tell, get telling them to f off, and uh, put brought in legislature that basically uh, will not listen to federal laws. So Justin Trudeau, um, they're doing a gun grab right now on um, assault style rifles and hunting rifles, and uh, she basically like put a wall up in the province and said, that's not happening here. Like, you're not going to be doing that. It's, that's, it's just not happening. Uh, another thing is with, uh, the nitrogen cut, they, they want to cut 30% of our nitrogen by like, closing down farms or whatever. Um, he's, he's delusional. Yeah. So Saskatchewan, they did that in Saskatchewan. They had federal agents, uh, go onto people's farms in Saskatchewan and we don't have, uh, like the same property laws. Like you couldn't just, you know, pull out your gun and be like, get off my property kind of thing. Um, so there's these federal agents walking off the properties and people are like rightly so pissed off and Saskatchewan, um, their premier came out and said, if there's anybody from Ottawa caught in on a farm here, like we're going to, we're going to prosecute them. They're going to arrest federal agents if they're going onto other people's lands without their permission. Like it's, it's really getting pushed away. Like I, so Saskatchewan, Alberta, they were totally on board with all the vaccine, uh, mandate crap. But like now it's just getting a little bit too far where our more conservative provinces are just kind of uh, really having our back more with like the more uh, globalist push, the globalist, well, globalism policies kind of thing. Let me ask you something. Um, what is the feeling on Trudeau? It, like some people are now, some people have been very uh, accurate on their political predictions, have been predicting that he's going down. Is there any sense of that? Yeah, no, he's the. There is so the the way that elections work here is so weird that it's south Tor- south of Toronto, not North Toronto, but the south of Toronto determines 
uh, who's prime minister because there's so many people there and they have so many uh, like ridings is what we call them. So like you, ha- you have uh, so many ridings, which has a, a, a seat for someone in the House of Parliament. Whoever has the most seats becomes prime minister. Unbelievable. Um, and, and South Ontario has the most population and the most ridings. So if you win South Ontario, South Toronto, you become the prime minister. And they, if you look at the, the voting map of Canada for the past 10 years, it is just pure red, which is our uh, our color for liberals. Oh, really? And the rest of the country is blue. Like you go to Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Northern Ontario, Quebec, it's blue, 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 blue everywhere. And then you just like look at the small little dot in Southern Ontario, which is Toronto. And that is Trudeau. That's how he wins. That's the, that's, it's, it's insane. Cause it doesn't matter. I, I don't have a vote in Alberta for who I want to be my next prime minister. Just, when people say that, you know, my vote doesn't count. Like my vote actually doesn't count. And that's why we have an electoral college here. So that LA, New York, Chicago and San Francisco, Houston's number three, I think, but doesn't determine who is the politicians. And a lot, you know, everybody wants diversity and affirmative action, except for when it comes to voting, which is basically allowing the little guy to have a say in what happens. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 so the name of your movie is? It's called Trudeau on Trial. Um, and you can watch it at trudeauontrial.com. <laughs> I, I always say that I'd fight uh, uh, these people for charity. And I would fight Trudeau for charity, but I might be in trouble because he supposedly can box. Trudeau? I, yeah. No, I do. <laughs> Go watch the video after this, man. He can't box. <laughs> oh, really? So, I, Hey, Trudeau. Yeah. Fucking charity. All the money goes to whatever Ukrainian gay <laughs> men being able to get abortions. Okay. Can you imagine? All right. You're fighting Justin Do you want to fight me? I would love okay? that. Okay. I've taken three days of jujitsu and I still haven't taken my yellow belt and Krav Maga, which I've been talking to them about making this happen. So let's fucking go. That is called Trucker Rebellion Trudeau on Trial. Uh, I hope everybody sees this and watches it. I think Trudeau and that fucking Nazi offspring are so dangerous. And I hope people wake up to it because Canada is beautiful. I love Canada. I love gigging in Canada. You can do political jokes in Canada. It's a wonderful place. The women are beautiful. The Coke is way better than America. Okay, I haven't done Coke in years, but for some reason I get up there going, how do you get all the good Coke? Uh, But they're great, and I I hate seeing what's happened to your country. Because once you give up something, they're never coming. They're never giving it up again. I can't even believe that that Cali California's about to give up its emergency. um, What's it called? Emergency powers. It's like two days. They they're going away. Thank God. I can't believe it. Because usually once they take it, they don't tend to give back. All right, Kian. One more time. Tell me where they can find you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at KianSimone44. That's the best place to see most of what I do. Um, and then uh, just go watch the movie at Trudeau on Trial. Uh, there should be some links there. It's I, it's a docu-series, really. Uh, I put the full thing up behind the paywall, but you can watch the full thing for free by episode. Um, you can even go to YouTube. They haven't kicked it off there. If you go to Rebel News on YouTube, um, just go to Trudeau on Trial and watch it there. Um, 
Dude, I love what you do. Sorry it took you so long to get on, but hopefully uh, everyone will see your movie and get out. And I hope that Canada wakes up in time to stop the, what, what seems to be the slow march to uh, a fucking communism, dude. So I'm, I'm, thank you, Keon, for coming on. I look forward to it. And don't hang up uh, when we're done. Uh, guys. See me in Minneapolis this weekend. I'm so excited to be back. Mall of America, even though they don't have Pita Pit. I'm so upset about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take those dates down. Got more dates coming out. I go to samdribbly.com. Check out our affiliates. We love you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Please stay tuned after these promos for a clip from the latest Broken Simulation. All right, guys, real quick before we're done, we want to tell you about all of our affiliates. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, as you know, uh, fiat money is chaos. Okay, fractional reserve banking, dangerous. The best way to get out of it is precious metals, in particular, silver and gold, silver and gold. And that's why we're working at Wise Wolf, okay? Wise Wolf, silver and gold. Just go to samtriplee.com or samtriplee.gold, and you could join. And uh, he's hooking you up. They got great pro that you can either buy single time or you can sign up for their program where you can buy up to $500 a month. I'm doing it. I hope you can too. We also have everybody at Eagle Research. That's right. Eagle Research Aqua Cure Mobile Model AC50 Brown Gas, Hydrogen Brown Gas. Uh, the guy who makes it says it's secure. People are using it. Check it out. Just go there. Use the, the, the promo code TIN FOIL HAT. Three words and get a discount. Go back to the main page, Sam Tripoli. You will get, uh, yeah, you get a discount with the promo code TIN FOIL. And then our good friends over at HaleyRayCrystalShop.com. Go to the promo code is. Swarm, Swarm 15, 15 get 15% off, off all your crystals, all your quartz, all you name it. What do we got here? Look at all this stuff. All this stuff, all the best. You can do it right there. It's all part of the best crystal shop on the internet. Jewels, bracelets, clusters, you name it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Candles, you name it. You got it. Swarm 15. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. This uh, this is I just I want to hear your Hold take on, on this. Second. This is a good question. Uh, Brian Callen, you're on Broken Sim oh, right yeah. now. Uh, hey, hey, well, I was calling to just do a little mea culpa and say that um, after listening to my friend, hey, after listening to my friend uh, Eric Weinstein on Joe Rogan, I might be coming over to uh, to the conspiracy side. Uh oh, how come? <laughs> this is the best thing about Brian Callen, and I love him <laughs> so much, and we're on the podcast. Brian, I tell Brian everything. He doesn't believe doesn't me. Believe we just go at it on show, and then we hug at the end, and then somebody else says it in a different voice, and he's like, "Oh yeah, That's I think so uh, no." Sam, but Sam, he's a he's a theoretical mathematician, and a yeah, Brian, and I'm a dick joke common who had a crystal meth problem. What's your point? Right, that's a problem. The problem is when you say I don't believe in nuclear bombs, you go big bombs go boom. Yeah. He tends to have <laughs> he hey, Brian. Quick question, Brian. Quick question. Did did is uh, Palestine, Ohio, an inside job? That 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 is a that is not an inside job. That is clearly just a mistake that happened because trains derail and sometimes they're careful. You are wrong, sir. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
That clip was from the latest episode of Broken Simulation. It's available on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sam Tripoli and in every podcasting app. Please subscribe where you can because they are shadow banning the shit out of it. Thank you very much. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's- you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.